Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondre. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM with Evan Mick, Gabriel Vondrek, and Joseph Doherty. First of all, worst championship Sunday ever. That was that was rough. As I told you, Evan, I've never been less excited to come in here and do the show as I am today. Joseph, how do you, do you, would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, you know, no, I, I think it was a great championship weekend. Everything turned out exactly how I wanted it to, and uh, you know, I only cried for about five hours so you know it's you know congratulations mick you got the pick right I, so glad yeah, you chose good the 49ers good job good job can't then again happy. can't be happy and right <laughs> you could say you can say the same thing for me when uh i was right about the chiefs <laughs> and i did not want them to win can't be happy and right so all true. right well let's start out with chiefs versus ravens uh the ravens offense did not play well inside their own system uh, it's really nice when lamar is making those plays out of scheme every once in a while but not every single play, and that was really what they were depending upon. Chiefs were ready for everything kind of in structure that they were trying to create. Tell me what you think. I don't think the Ravens tried to run the football enough, and I understand that Kansas City was going heavier personnel on defense. They were playing with three down linebackers, which is not the regular thing in the NFL now. Most teams will play with, with two linebackers and a nickel, uh, you know, a slot defensive back. Like, that's what you see more than anything. They had three you know, linebacker, linebackers in the game. But if I'm the Ravens, I don't care. Like I, I say, we're a running, we're, a, we're a running football team. It's what we've done well all year. You're still going to have to stop us. And I just don't think that they tried it enough. They had two designed runs for Lamar Jackson and then six designed runs, run, designed runs for the running backs. Gus Edwards ended the game with three carries and same with Hill. He had three carries at the end of the game. I just they, I just nuts. feel like they didn't even try it enough. And I know that the Chiefs, yeah, like, the, you know, Hill's three runs. I think he had three runs for three yards. Edwards had three un- runs for 20 yards. So he averaged like 6.7 a carry, even though he had a 15-yard run. So that was most of it. But still, it was like they, they weren't even trying it. It's like they, they – and I guess that was just the game plan. The game plan was to come out, and, and if the Chiefs are in these heavier personnels on defense, then we're going to throw the ball. And it just didn't work because – the Chiefs have a really good pass defense, really good defensive backs. Guys weren't that open. Lamar was off. He was not as accurate as he's been all year. He was overthrowing guys. The decision to throw that ball into the end zone to Isaiah Likely into triple coverage was mind-boggling. The second-worst interception of the postseason behind Jordan Love's pass at the end of the game. I mean, it was just like nothing there at all. Like from the beginning, there was nothing there. I don't know why. He threw I would it. I would argue it was worse. Yeah, it was probably worse. It was probably even worse than that one. But. Like I yeah, the biggest thing for me was I don't understand why they weren't trying to run the football more and, and impose their will on a Kansas City defense that as good as they have been, if they had a weakness that like teams have shown here and there, it's run the run game. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody has passed the ball very well on the Chiefs. I mean, Josh Allen, the Bills, like last week had a pretty good week throwing the ball. But when you think about this whole season, like the Chiefs' pass defense is what was best. If anybody was going to have some success on them, it was running the football. And the Ravens, I feel like, did not try it enough. They also weren't throwing the ball well, like at all. No. They weren't passing it at all. No. And um, it wasn't really like, like they were like devastatingly down. Like, yeah, they were No, down. the game was always close. The game was, the game was close, close, though. Even when, even when Lamar threw that ball to Likely, 
I mean, I'm pretty. It was what seventeen ten, right? When he threw it, when was, he threw that ball. No, it was seventeen seven at oh, that oh, point. I, okay, yeah. Because I think did the interception happen before the Zay Flowers fumble? Yeah, the interception happened first. No, no, no. The Zay Flowers thing. The happened Zay Flowers first. fumble happened yes. first, and then the interception happened. So you yeah. drive down the field, and obviously there's a big play, and then you get the taunting call by Zay. You back then up, gets, but then you get up, right, you get right back into get it. Get right back into it. Fumble and then into Flowers the end zone. Fumbles. Brutal, brutal. And then, and then you the, get the ball back. You drive down the field. That drive started. That was on, that was the ninety. Yeah, it was. They the started 90, at the one yard. Had they had they scored a touchdown, it would have been a ninety-nine yard drive. And then, like I don't know who. Uh, it was second that down. Pass was so bad. That second was down so bad. on second down from the twenty-five going in. It was also, it was like likely a, likely raised his hand and like called for it. I'm like likely you are yeah, triple I, covered, my was, guy. That was not there at all. That Bro was thinks he's word. Travis Kelsey. That was that was when you don't listen to the receiver putting his hand up, or um, or you throw it. Deeper. Deep. It was so shallow. It was yeah. way behind. Yeah, I don't know I mean, if I put that unlikely. I was just saying. Like, it, I don't know. What throw it was way thinking. over his head. I mean, throw it away. Live to fight another day. Yeah, I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, if you had a, a perfect, perfect throw over his head, maybe you complete. I mean, yeah, any, it to any a great athlete. Any but time that was a you have a throw perfect too. throw, but I mean, just not a I ball. Not a ball you throw. I feel like in that situation, and it seemed like maybe it was a frustration kind of throw, like Lamar Jackson at that point in the game was so mad that everything that they'd had they had to get they had to work so hard for you know the defense mm-hmm. the the chiefs defense had been so good they're having to earn everything it, it was the kind of throw it's like screw it i know it's not there but i'm just going to throw it anyway the way that that you see josh allen does sometimes or or you know like brett Favre was famous for doing that just throwing it when it's not even there because you're mad that it's been a tough game yeah, the Ravens. I mean, the offense wasn't good. Then they had some some drops and some fumbles, and obviously the interception. I mean, when overall the but offense, they, but they moved the ball in the second half. At I mean, the when, end, yeah. when you have, when you have two drives, yeah, one literally get down to the goal line and Zay Flowers fumbles, and then another time you get to the twenty five and throw an interception, and they had another drive early in the third quarter where they were in field goal range, and on a third and nine, if they just picked up a couple more yards, it would have been a pretty comfortable field goal attempt. Especially and Lamar Kentucky. Jackson takes a sack and puts them way out of field goal range, and they have to punt again. So they had multiple drives get into Chiefs territory, and they never scored. They had no they had no points to sc- to show for it. Yeah, which was really the difference in the game, because, because in the second so close. the second half the Chiefs didn't score. No, the Chiefs had seventeen at halftime. They had seventeen at the end of the game. Yep. The Ravens defense for all the things that they didn't do very well. They still did not let the Chiefs score in the second half. And it was not – I will not say it was a great game for the Ravens' defense, but obviously it was better in the second half outside of, you know, not stopping the Chiefs when you needed to late and to run. try to get the yeah. ball back. But, I, don't, I don't know if I completely agree with that. I thought that the Ravens' defense played really good. Yeah, I mean, okay, like, so let me, let, me, let me say this. The Chiefs scoring on their first two drives, that was more about the Chiefs just being excellent – than the Ravens' defense being bad. It's not like guys were running wide open. Mahomes and Kelsey were just making insane plays. I mean, you had you had the fourth and two where Mahomes is rolling out and throws it high to to Kelsey coming across the middle. Kelsey makes it, it is a great throw, great catch. You get the first down. You had the third down where he's rolling out and takes a hit and just lobs it up in the middle of the field, and Kelsey makes a great catch. And then the back shoulder catch for a touchdown. I mean, you can't cover it any better than that. I mean, that's why... That's why you throw that ball, right? You can't yep. cover it. It's totally. it's you know, Aaron Rodgers made a career doing that, throwing it to Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. That was just great ball. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't think the Ravens defense was bad. What was bad 
were the stupid penalties that extended drives. Like the reasons the the reason the chief got Chiefs got three points at the end of the half was because of that stupid roughing the passer where he just hits Mahomes in the helmet. Like the play is over, it's third down, you're about to get off the field, and you hit Patrick Mahomes in the helmet with your arm on an incomplete pass. Now they're in field goal range. There was an unsportsmanlike conduct earlier in that drive when they were like yep. inside their own 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that drive could have ended even <laughs> they ran. They ran the ball because they were probably just going to run the clock out, maybe try to get an explosive play. But Yeah, and Kelsey baits him into yep. an unsportsmanlike. There was taunting. I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of Clowney had another uh, roughing the passer later in the game that I I don't think the Chiefs scored on that drive, but it ate up more time, which was obviously big at that point. Right, and I was looking to uh, like call the or or, yeah, try to call the calls like BS, but like they were they were roughing the passer. They were all good calls. They were all great calls. I didn't. I didn't. You smack Patrick Mahomes in the helmet and. Like he cartoonishly falls down. Yeah, that's roughing yeah, that's, the passer. That's roughing the pass. Like anytime, yeah. anytime you hit the quarterback in the helmet, especially it's, with that kind of force, it's roughing, it's the, roughing pass. the pass. Yeah, like that's been a rule in the league forever. Yeah, the Chiefs had some like amazing individual plays to score, but I mean, yeah, the Ravens' defense was pretty great. Pacheco, I know it, it was Pacheco under three yards per carry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs' offense is gonna get play- and it's things that they hadn't been doing really all year on the play, like plays like that stuff that Kelsey. Had been had a lot of drops this year. To yeah, be I mean, like like we you know we've said on this show like where is Travis Kelsey at the end of the year? Um, in the regular season, he's shown up in the postseason. He looks like himself again. Yeah, at least at least in the at the catch point, I would say maybe not so much running routes, but yeah, and or yeah, not as big of a factor after the catch either. But he's catch made it. he's made great catches. Yeah, and the thing about Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and this Kansas City team in general is they don't make mistakes. They don't make mistakes, and they're forcing teams into mistakes. Like Mahomes, rarely, if ever, takes a sack. Like he, he, the, when he got sacked in this game, it was the first time he'd gotten sacked since like the AFC Championship of last year in the postseason. He doesn't throw interceptions, and that was like the biggest reason they scored on those first two drives was because he was content just taking what the Ravens were giving him. You know, get into third and three, get into third and four, and then pick it up. He was brilliant on third down I mean couldn't do it any better whether whether he was running for a first down or yeah scrambling and then finding guys open he was yeah he was just money and yeah you have those first two drives and then you get the field goal later in the first half and 17 points did it that's all that's that's all they needed with as well as their defense played and again the Ravens yeah get down getting down into scoring position but it's Legereus Sneed punching the ball out at the one yard line what a play! And yeah, that was that was a great. Play. I think Zay Flowers did the right thing too, trying to reach for it. That's, well, that's I mean, hindsight. Looking in hindsight, I mean hindsight. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I like, nine, like nine, he's going to score nine times out of ten. The guy probably reaches the ball across and scores n- more the, than nine times out of ten. And, and the, def- the defender doesn't. And Zay Flowers doesn't punch see, it out. He doesn't see Sneed. No, I mean, he, I, he had I, his head turned the other way. I, 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 mean, I understand. Trying to make a play. I understand going for the end zone there. It's, it's just crazy how many plays that if they went the other way. The Ravens easily win this game, in my opinion. Because that it's play a one right score there, game. that play right there, uh, not throwing a pick to likely, even if you just throw it out, like there's a good chance that you, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, they at least score. They at least score a field goal on that drive. Right, They're sitting yeah. at the 25 yard line. You have Justin Tucker. That's three points. Yep. I don't know. They just, uh, you know, they talk about like 
championship DNA and that kind of stuff. And I, a lot of it I don't really buy, but it might be real. I, it, it, uh, it 100% showed up in this game because yeah. Lamar Jackson probably played his worst game of the year. Like I said, he did not throw the ball well. Most of most of the deep, 37. Most of the deep throws he was overthrowing guys, not even giving them an opportunity to make a play. And um yeah, he just he just looked tense and then you have Mahomes on the other side who was on the money the whole game just which is, completely which is nuts. I mean, we can say Mahomes is on the money, but they still only put up 17 points. I know, but the Ravens defense is the Ravens, the Ravens defense. But so Ravens is the Chiefs de- defense. The Ravens defense is still really good and I mean, you can't say that I mean, Mahomes obviously played a better game than Lamar Jackson. Evan is nodding his head at me from the, <laughs> he, inside the booth. He agrees with what I'm saying. Uh, but and and you know, even if even if the Chiefs didn't score in the second half, like we said, they moved the ball, they killed enough clock, and then on the last drive when they needed to ice the game, they iced the game. So, yeah, did they yeah, they didn't score in the second half, but that doesn't mean they were completely neutralized. In the second half, yeah, they moved yeah. the. Bo- I mean, they moved the ball. Yeah, but like, man, the Chiefs' defense. Lamar was bad, but Mahomes wasn't. You know, perfect. He wasn't this elite. Well, I, I don't. Like, he didn't need to be. He wasn't going. Sweet. He wasn't going to be. He, you're playing against what has statistically been the best defense in the NFL this year. You're not going to just go out and and throw for 350 yards and five touchdowns. That's not how they were going to sure. win this game. That's not how they've won any game this season. I mean, that's that's true. Well. It's kind of how they beat the Bills, I would say more. A little bit, yeah. It was much more flashy than this, but the Bills' defense is not the Ravens' defense. No, no, it's not. So, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs – I was talking about the Ravens having to work for everything they got. The Chiefs had to work for everything they had too, but the Chiefs didn't make mistakes, you know? Mahomes didn't have uh, a strip sack fumble. Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught the ball. He didn't drop it. Yep. Nobody fumbled as they were <laughs> diving into the end zone, you know? They didn't make the mistakes. You want to know why? Kadarius Tony, healthy scratch. Yeah, the Chiefs figured it out. the it just, The formula was they just needed to sit Kadarius Tony. Yeah, that was Kadarius Tony's not in. They, they beat won. the Bills. <laughs> they beat the they beat the Lions. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Bills. Oh, you're oh you're looking like back at the I'm whole looking season. Back, yes, I'm well, looking they, back they, with with Kadarius Tony in. They didn't beat the Lions though. Correct, but they would have beat the Lions. Oh, without Kadarius without Tony. Kadarius yeah. Tony, and they would have beat the Bills. Without Kadarius Tony lining up offsides, he's also he also made the play to score. I mean, obviously, it is. Well, kinda, did he make the play or did was he wide open standing there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that could be anybody. Because that was if he, that was Rasheed Rice. Kelsey was also on the thing. two yard line, so it's not like or like the the ten yard line or whatever. It wasn't like they weren't driving already. It's true, probably that's gonna true, score that's anyways. True. So that's true. There's a lot of time left. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it is kind of weird that Tony <laughs> Kadarius Tony is claiming that he's fine. He was saying that he's not injured. He was a healthy scratch. I think the Chiefs had him on their injury report listed as like ankle plus a you know personal matter. Either yeah, way, the personal matters that I've, you suck. It either was personal way, matter. I, it was very personal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's worked out for them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think this might be Kadarius Tony's last stop in the NFL. If no. Andy, if Andy Reid can't save you, then who can? I don't know. Yeah, moving on. Though. Also, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, quick, quick shout out to Andy Reid. We hadn't mentioned him. It was a, it was a great game plan. Oh man, and, and they were, they were obviously, you know, they're peaking at the right time. Some great play calls, and then also, also Steve Spagnolo, defensive coordinator of the Chiefs. That's, I mean, 
Nobody, the Chiefs defense is awesome. Nobody, nobody is, has made the Ravens look that bad. Nobody's made Lamar Jackson look that bad all year. So credit to him. He's one of the great I – was, I was saying it to Evan before, he's, before we started recording. He's one of the great big game defensive coordinators in NFL history. We know he was the defensive coordinator of the Giants in 07 when they won the Super Bowl against the undefeated Patriots. And he's, he's done it time and again for the Chiefs now. He's been the coordinator for a number of years. Um, and he's always great in these big games. He seems to have a he seems to have excellent game plans. Uh, yeah. Also, shout out to Legarius Sneed, future Lion cornerback. That's all. That's that's yeah, all. Really, that's all. Future Lion. Just totally. some wishful thinking there. Pay him a bajillion dollars, please. Yeah, we'll see. We'll give him Cam Sutton. Moving on to Lions versus 49ers On that note, very sad. Womp womp. What can I, mean, I say? Let me play a song on the world's smallest violin. The Lions, Niners won. <laughs> No, this really is the world's smallest violin. <laughs> the Lions' yeah. corners, I mean, horrible day once again. I actually thought they did a better job of of staying over top, uh, but even when they did, they didn't make a play on the ball. And being, be- being better from the like ground level Evan. is like a step up. Like, it was really, really bad. Still. You're you're not wrong, but I feel like you're getting down in the weeds. You can't put this game all in the Lions' corners. This game, Joe, I think will agree with agree with me came down to the third quarter and just a complete team meltdown from the Lions in the third quarter where they just gave up all of the momentum that they built in the first half in building a 24 to 7 halftime lead yes it was 24 to 7 at halftime and i thought they looked better than they have ever looked all year i mean it was incredible their defense was playing well the offense was doing great against a 49ers defense that's really tough Dan Campbell decided to kick a ball on a fourth down and and take the points before half, and then it just it just spiraled out of control in that third quarter. You know the the Niners go down, they get a field goal on their first drive, and the first fourth down. I really I don't disagree with it. I don't think it was a bad decision. That's that's who you are. You're Dan Campbell. They're aggressive. That's what they do. They go for on fourth down, but your players got to make plays. And Josh Reynolds drops the ball. And then it just it just started from there. You have the Josh Reynolds drop. You have the ball hit off of what's his name? Veldor. 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 Ball hits off of his face mask. IU catches it for fifty whatever yards. Then they score a touchdown. Then it's like, oh crap. Now it's twenty four seventeen. The next freaking play, Jameer Gibbs fumbles. Yeah, he, he and they're right back in the end zone and it's a tie game. And within the like in eight minutes, the the game is completely flipped. It's gone from the Lions have all the control to now the Niners are about, about to run away with in it. In about three plays. Yeah, that, yeah. the fumble play, uh, somebody went the wrong way. I actually thought it was it was not Jameer Gibbs. I just thought Goff went the wrong way. Looking back at it, watching where the, the gap was supposed to open up. But like the handoff was just messed up. That play was, was kind of doomed from the beginning. And just letting a fumble come out of that play was just the like obviously the worst possible scenario. But I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's in those moments, miss the mistakes, the small little mistakes, which cost yeah, them. and I mean you you can call it luck, you can call it whatever. I mean like the the fact that Brock Purdy completed that pl- pass to Brandon Ayuk was completely lucky on his part. Should have been a pick. It should have been intercepted. Yeah, hundred percent. But like we were talking about the championship DNA in the Ravens versus the the Chiefs, when it came down to it, the Niners were the guys in the second half that made the plays to win the game. While the Lions are dropping passes, mainly Josh Reynolds. I, I mean, and I don't mean to single one guy out, but yeah, two bad. Ones. You drop you drop a yeah. ball on a fourth down that would have been a first, and then on a third down, 
I believe it was a third. Well, that wasn't a fourth down, the second one. But a third down that also third would have been a first down. Easily a first down. I mean, they're they're both of them good passes. Like the only guy that I can't blame is Jared Goff. Like Jared yeah, Goff. Really well. Jared Goff was the only one who seemed like didn't have a huge mistake, on, really. In the on, entire you, you think on the entire team? Like you don't think like I thought the offensive line played great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the offensive line. I thought. Yeah, David but you're looking really at well. you're looking David at people Montgomery you're looking at great. people that you would blame. I'm just saying that like yeah yeah, yeah I don't, and blame? I would not blame Goff. I don't think Goff. I'm on not the list blaming of Goff, I'm blaming. and and there's and there's not just one guy. You know, a lot of people want to make it all about Dan Campbell. It was stupid. He shouldn't gone should have shouldn't have gone for it on both of those fourth downs. He should have kicked it both times. Some people are like, well, you know, one of them was a 48-yard field goal. One of them was a 45. And our kicker was not good. And Badgley's not that good to begin with. And he was, was, he was, We have a better chance of making it on fourth and less than less than five than Badgley did of making a field yeah, goal. The Lions have a higher percentage of picking those yeah. up than Badgley does of making those kicks. Badgley's kick yeah. percentage at that point was like 30, 37% over 40 yards or something. But again, you know the other side. I mean, you can go back and forth. I feel like yeah. that it's a coin flip. I don't blame him for the decision. Was it the right decision? I don't know. But like any any not, t- I'm not any upset about it. Any time it doesn't work, they're going to say it's the wrong decision. Yeah. If they get those will, fourth downs and they win the game, everybody calls him a genius. It's just. But so, that's the way that the Lions have won this year is making decisions like that. Yeah. Don't don't put your the tail between your legs one, after. No, the second fourth down was. That's when you have to kick it. And that's that's kind of how when I you're felt down about three. it. When you're down three, you got to kick it. The first one I understood. The second one, we were all kind of in agreement that you got to. First one, you got to tie. The first one worked great, and it was a great throw, and should have been a catch. Should have been a first down. Yeah. And if you score a touchdown there, I mean, it's basically game over. Like honestly, you make the it, Niners. You make the Niners work for a field goal, and then you just drive down, uh, including a fourth down uh, conversion. I mean, and then score a touchdown, and the game is over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But we're going to go to a quick break. Is listen to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, Outside Source Football. We'll be back shortly. Hello, and welcome back to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Recounting Championship Weekend 2024, worst championship weekend of all time. We're not, yeah, yeah we're not done. We're not done we're with not the Lions done. game. We have, we have more. Come on, I've barely said anything. I mean, Come on. How much time we got? We 20, need 21 we, minutes. Yeah, 21 minutes. We are not sufficiently depressed yet. Yeah, but right. The goal is we will get there. So, as a Lions fan, uh, a 34 31 loss to the San Francisco 49ers, I can live with that. But being up 17 at halftime and then blowing it is just like the worst thing imaginable. I, I would almost rather them get blown out like 35 to 7 than have, than have defeat snapped or uh, snatched from the jaws of victory. Like, ugh. I, so sad. It's so sad. I, I, it's so sad. I don't even want to talk about it. But should should we? Another look? thing is, if you are up seventeen at halftime in a conference in the NFC Championship game, like, are you ever going to get closer to the Super Bowl than that without actually making the Super Bowl? The answer is no. I mean, that is the closest you are you can ever be to the Super Bowl without. I mean, I guess what you're up you're up twenty one at half. Yeah, that's but, that's you can't get any closer. I mean, you can't get any closer to the Super Bowl than up seventeen at halftime. And then just to have that taken away in such dramatic fashion where it's not like the Niners had to play a freaking perfect second half. They just had to play a perfect eight minutes in the third quarter where we... I was going to say, it wasn't even that dramatic because it was gone It was gone so fast. The third. We went into the fourth quarter tied. Yeah. Yeah. Should, uh, that's should that's we, about all should, I have. <laughs> should we look at the bright side? What's the what's bright? That? I, f- 
I think the bright side is they had a 24-7 lead against the 49ers. And we can compete. You, Jameer Gibbs, had That's a, a good great touchdown run. Jamison Williams, who's had a quiet season, looked like a superstar at points in this game, other than the ball that he dropped that could have really turned the tide in the game. He's had that, that problem been, a couple of times. It would have been, 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 been an insane catch. catch. Yeah, I, I don't want to say that like it's the same as like Josh But you'd like, your, you'd like your 12 overall pick to make that. You would like the him game's to make on the catch. line on third and five, and then you don't even have to go for it on fourth down the second but time. Amon Ross St. Brown was unstoppable in the first half. Yeah, it didn't do anything in the second half. Fortunately, they couldn't get him the ball in the second half. I mean, they were running the ball on third and 12 and picking it up. Picking it up. Yeah, this they, is what I'll every, tell you. Everything Montgomery had like six so like I mean, the Lions Mary. have not played a good team like all season and looked really good in my opinion. They played the Ravens and got blown out. Uh, they played the Chiefs week one, but you know it was ugly Travis game. Kelsey. It was, it was pretty ugly. One. Our our defense actually looked really good that game, and our offense looked horrible. Well, uh, our defense looked good because they kept dropping. I guess passes. the Cowboys the Cowboys game the Lions looked pretty good in, but also like sometimes the Cowboys just choke. Just like they did to the Packers, and yeah, you know, I don't know if I want to judge that. And then other than that, you know, they beat the Vikings twice at the end of the year. They beat, you know, the the Bucks, arguably one of the worst playoff teams, uh, and then the Rams by but one. But they barely beat the Rams. Yeah, yeah, they beat them by one. And we knew the Rams were a good team, but barely. So yeah, hanging with game. hanging with the Super Bowl. Are they the favorites? They are the favorites. Probably. The Super Bowl favorites. They are the favorites now. Yeah. For as long as they did, that's big. My biggest concern going into the offseason for the Lions is how are they going to uh, fill. The obvious vacancy that Ben Johnson is going to leave um, when he goes and coaches at Washington or Seattle. Oh, wait a second! Wait a second! He's not, and I Yay. think that 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 might Again. be that might be the biggest. I don't care. It doesn't matter who you resign or anything like that. The biggest news of the Lions offseason has already happened. And ben Johnson. It's only been offseason for about two days. Ben Johnson returning to Detroit, not updating his contract. He's not getting paid anymore. I mean, he, he did uh, last as of, year. As of now. As of now, he's as not updating now. his contract. That's not why he's staying. He's not staying for the money he wants to win. And I think that uh, I, Ben I Johnson that. and the Lions are a very attractive place to go to right now if you're an offensive an offensive player. And we're not going to lose anybody in free agency this year. No. Um, Goff still has another year on his contract. We'll probably re-sign him. Amon Ra's got another year left on his rookie contract. We should pay him a bajillion dollars. They'll probably, he'll want a new contract. Yeah, this and uh, Penay Sewell is going into his fourth year of his rookie contract, uh, and he he deserves uh, money too. Uh, but other than that, I mean, we might lose our guard, Jonah Jackson, who, I mean, it's just one guard. He's He was he was good. He's, he's good. Average. He's good. I, good. I feel like I feel like we're not going to be able to pay him as much as, like, if I were the Jets, I'd pay him. I mean, he's pretty good, so... Like the Jets are in desperate need here. I'll say this: if the Lions have another draft that's half as good as the last draft they just had, they—I mean, they're right back. They'll—they'll be one of the favorites in the NFC. In my opinion, they already are after this game. When you see how many rookies they have Performing making huge plays between, yeah, between Gibbs, Laporta, and even Campbell. I thought Jack Campbell—that was made one of the best, best one of the best games, games he played. played. Yeah, he, I agree. he he flashed more than he has all season. So the potential is obvious. Like not, it's not even just potential because they they've already played re- at a very high level. And, and then a possibly defensive they, rookie of the year, Brian Branch. Yeah, Brian Branch. Yeah, also yeah. Yeah, he's in. Jeez. He's at least in the talking. The issue is though, is that like for one of the first times in my life, I have to wait till like 11 p.m. to watch the Lions' first round pick, or however late. Yeah, it is because they pick at 29. They, they don't pick hey, number yeah, two or three. That's a new, it's a good thing. It's a good. It's a new feeling for you. It is, but. Uh, I mean, we should seriously, 
depending on if Jonah Jackson leaves, obviously, uh, there should not be a single pick used on a offensive, offensive player. player. Yeah. Wait, wait, Unless, wait, wait, maybe, wait, wait. Maybe you get another interior, maybe you get another guard, or uh, a, I'm pretty sure that this draft class has a, a deep wide receiver. I have no uh, idea. Class, I've heard that. I've heard it. Maybe you pick up, maybe in like the second or third round, you pick up a um, a good wide receiver two that's like a big guy, go up like and get the ball. Receiver. A big possession receiver. So then you have or you a know, vertical. Yeah, yeah, something else about the game. I know that now I've segued us into the offseason, but JMO catching like a contested catch in the end zone. He's I'm like, turned it on the last like, couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of nuts. But what were you going to say again? I was going to say before you guys get too far into the Lions uh, offseason and draft situation, should we talk about the 49ers? Wait, wait. Just I have to talk about bit. one more thing, Lions. Okay. <laughs> of the game. Yes. The worst call by Dan Campbell was not going for it on the on the two fourth downs or like everyone was saying he should have gone for it on fourth and goal right before halftime. The worst play call is that we ran it on third and goal from the three. Yeah. With one that minute, was, that was really with bad. one minute and like ten seconds left, we have all three timeouts. You just you just throw the ball. You just throw the ball. You have two chances to throw the ball, and, and if you get it, you don't have to get the onside kick. And I mean, with how the game was going, would we have won? No, but we would have had a way better chance. And, and I think that that was the worst. And that was. Yeah. I think that even if you don't get it, you can't call a timeout there. No, you can't. No, that way you. Can that stop was them. so. It was so mismanaged. I think because that you honestly hurry to the line. I think that you hurry to the line, you snap it again. I think you have two plays called. Well, I guess there was no. A what you do is one. Yeah, I wouldn't have run it I on third down. It. But if you do run it on third down and you don't get it, you run your field goal unit out. You kick the ball. Ah, you make it a seven nah, point game. I you agree. save your three timeouts, and you have a chance. Yep, you're right. right. You still have you're a right. chance. I yeah, I think that I one called two plays in the huddle before. That, that would play. that one made no sense at all. But you have to get some kind of points there. You have to make it a one score game. I don't hate. So them. even even the decision to go for it on fourth down there, I was like, why are they doing this? But well, here's like, the thing: the thing is, at that the... point, they had to because they had to kick it on side because they burned one of the timeouts. Yeah, but that yeah, yeah this, that was terrible, terrible clock management, and it, run... it basically ended the game right there. Yep. All right, we can talk about the 49ers now a little bit if that'll make you happy. I just think, for the sake of being fair and maintaining our integrity as a show, <laughs> Joe's, Joe's looks like leaving. Joe's taking his <laughs> no, I'm Joe's just taking the headphones off. He's walking out. Joseph, done. Joseph Doherty is no longer in the studio. He's, Get back here. Where are you he's going? picked up his backpack. He's gone. No, I just, I mean, yeah, we got to talk about them. They, they started this game poorly. They started the game before this poorly. These yeah. two last games have looked pretty pretty similar for the 49ers. Which pretty similar. is not pretty great similar. because it doesn't give me a lot of confidence in the, 40, the in the 49ers to be the Chiefs because the Chiefs are not going to make mistakes the way yep. that... The, the Packers had. and the Lions do to help you get back into the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, the Niners' defense is not as great as it has been advertised throughout the regular season. No, especially – I mean, what they were saying is right. They couldn't stop that, that they run between the tackle They couldn't and the stop the Lions' run the... game at all. If Jameer Gibbs doesn't fumble, they just keep running the ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They – They couldn't stop Montgomery. I mean, they had a great drive. That first, their first drive carry. was great. Yeah, that the line the, the Lions were getting everything they wanted on offense in the first half, and then even after the debacle of a third quarter, and they woke up, they and it, they continued to move the ball. I never looked at the 49ers defense and was like, "Oh, it's the 49ers defense making great plays that's stopping the Lions offense." No, Chase it was Young just made a couple mistakes. of good plays. Yeah, what if he was on our team? 
I, I was like, for the amount <laughs> Whose of idea was that for the amount of know. stars that are on that Niners defense, you'd expect more in this game. Definitely, when you um, have when you have the name when you have Bosa, Young, Warner, Greenlaw, you'd expect some more. Yeah. So this is my takeaway: watching the Niners. If the Niners play like they did this game, they are going to get blown out by the Chiefs. And my reasoning for that is. Think about think about some of Brock Purdy's passes here. He threw a pick, very bad pick, to uh, Rodriguez yeah. uh, in the first half. He basically threw a pick to Vildor that bounced off of his and turned helmet. into a if that's if that's Lajarius com- turned into a fifty yard completion. That's Lajarius Sneed. That's a pick. That's a pick. Or Trent McDuffie. What else? Or any uh, of their the Lions are guys. notorious. We've been saying it all year. Notoriously bad at just like letting quarterbacks run and not keeping quarterbacks in the pocket. Yeah. Even though Brock Purdy is not. What you would call a run, running quarterback, but he is—he's he's, mobile. He's, he's mobile, right? And he's mobile enough. To—I mean, the the Chiefs would not allow that. The no. Chiefs would not allow that, especially after what we saw against Lamar. Like yes. they were—they were getting to him and they were wrapping him up. And the I only think, reason Lamar was making plays was because it's Lamar. And there were so there were some runs by Lamar because it's Lamar. But yeah, Purdy's yeah. probably going to have. And I know. I know. Less we're not, than ten. I know we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl much. We're saving it for next week. But I could see a very similar seventeen ten finish with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But I mean, one way to look at is at it is if Steve Spagnolo just did that to Lamar Jackson, what is he going to do to Brock Purdy? Yep. Which at first you're like, ooh. Uh. But the more I thought about that, if with the Ravens' offense, if you can get Lamar Jackson uncomfortable, you throw off the whole offense. The difference with the 49ers is it's, it's not, not about Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy yeah. It's about stopping. That's what I McCaffrey, That's a good point. McCaffrey, a good point. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. It's about everybody else. Kyle Juszczyk. Don't forget. Don't yeah, forget. Yeah, freaking Kyle Juszczyk had an insane <sighs> couple of insane plays. He had a nice catch. Gosh. In that game. That dude could probably be Why our corners can't a starting Kyle tight Juszczyk? end anywhere else. I don't know. But <laughs> for some reason, corners, Seriously. fullback. No. This is, I know I told, I didn't talk about this on air, but I know I told Gabriel this as something I wanted to talk about. Everybody was like doubting Brock Purdy going into this game and all that stuff. And in my opinion, you cannot judge a quarterback Based off of how they play the Lions, they can't. You can, <laughs> Nick Mullins looked like an like an All Pro, uh, except for the first game where he had four interceptions. But like yards yards wise, he had like four hundred yards passing in a game. You just can't yep. judge a quarterback based on how they play the Lions. Yeah, I, because I don't they disagree. make the most average quarterback look like a superstar. I knew you. I it knew was, you were going to say that. Yeah, before because so, I was about to start singing so Brock you, Purdy's praises. Yes, but that yep. is true. If you want to start, if you want to. Talk about how good Brock Purdy is. Let's see how he plays against the Chiefs. And if he plays good against the Chiefs, I'm willing to hear it. Uh, and I also think that he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means. He just yeah. torched the, the crap out of the Lions. But you can't be like, wow, this guy is the future. Because yeah, this- he could he could legitimately lose the Niners the Super Bowl. Kind of how Jimmy Garoppolo did that uh, last time they played yeah. in the Super Bowl in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo ever was. But I like, like I, I, said, yeah, we I think he's a good week, but... quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. Yep. The one thing he has shown in these last two games, and you can say whatever you want about the defenses he was playing against, the Packers and the Lions were not the best defenses in the NFL this year. But he doesn't control that. He's he's gonna you know he can only play who he's playing out there, and he has been clutch. He has not played well through for the Packers game. He didn't play well through the whole game. Yeah, and had the very end. had one very clutch drive. In this game, he did not play well in the first half, but in the second half, he was extremely clutch. And yeah. I think the yeah the running for the first down, first downs like he did that like the broadcast was 
Like they were shocked. They were like, where is this coming from? Like we've never seen Brock Purdy running for first downs like this. <laughs> oh, and I'm, well. And I'm, wow. and I'm sure Joe <laughs> Let Joe, me introduce you to the Lions defensive Joe, line. Joseph would say, obviously you haven't watched the Lions this year. But even still, he made those plays. He made those plays. Yeah. And the Ayuk play was extremely lucky. Like we've, we've said it a million times now, it should have been an interception. But other than that, he was on point in the second half, and he didn't – he didn't freak out. He didn't freak out. Like, and, like and Jimmy Garoppolo, they, they had no comebacks. Garoppolo, for... Garoppolo would have choked. Garoppolo, That's true. Like, the reason that they don't have any com- many comebacks in the it's, Kyle Shanahan era Garoppolo is because of the guys yeah. who were playing quarterback. Exactly. Purdy is better At least than he's, those guys. He's calm. He's, and he's, he's going to exactly. run the offense. He's not going to freak out just because it's the fourth quarter and you're down by five points. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and in this game, it didn't even take a late game comeback because they, already had the, they were already back by, like we said, eight minutes into the – third quarter the game was tied and so at that point you can just lean on Christian McCaffrey who didn't have a good first half the Lions were shutting down the run in the first half but the Niners stuck with it and it paid off yeah unlike the Ravens unlike the Ravens who never even tried to establish a run game despite that being their identity so yeah again you see why a team should stick with the run game especially when it's what they do best yeah I'm a little bit nervous about what this golf contract is going to look like that's that's what I will say. I because I have no idea. I don't know anymore. I don't even have any predictions on this contract. I know we're getting into off season stuff a little bit because yeah. we've only got a couple of minutes left. But I've seen some uh, <clears throat> takes that I kind of agree with, and I disagreed with drafting Jameer Gibbs so high and drafting and I, Jack Campbell so high, and I wanted us to take Michael Mayer instead of Sam Laporta because he was available. I'm not a GM. So whatever Brad Holmes, the GM of the Lions, thinks is a good price for Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff showed he had a little little bit of a lull during the middle of the year there, but I mean he played he played great. He's so, I mean, he took the Rams to a Super Bowl and he was Is he the limiting factor on offense though? He was a few plays away from winning this game against the Niners. Well, like we said, he wasn't he the problem be. in this game. It wasn't like Correct. Jared Goff blew it and that's just, the reason the Lions didn't win. He's not gonna be the reason why they win. But he's not going to be. Yes, he will. He's not like. Don't the, say that. He's I'd not rather like the, have him than Brock Purdy. He's not like the. Re, he's not like going to be out there making superstar plays. Patrick Mahomes, if his if his team is playing bad, they're going to lose with or with no matter how good he plays. Okay, maybe, maybe but I don't. But don't. I mean, what are, what are you trying to say there? He's not going to be the. I'm reason. trying to say. I'm trying to say like, like you're congratulations. Saying, he's the most he's, important player. You're on saying the field. you're saying he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen yeah. and make superhero. Play. Okay, but I think that he's, he's never done that. That's he, not the way he plays quarterback. I think he'd take a team friendly contract too. I think honestly, he, he is good enough though to get us to a Super yes, Bowl and win it so. because that's what we've seen him. Like it's possible with this. He team. was freaking top five in how many passing categories this season? He was like two or four in most of them, whether it be like yards, yards per attempt, touchdowns, whatever. Right. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. I I did you see Dak Prescott in the playoffs? Would I mean, you rather yeah, he would, fell apart. would you rather have Dak? No. No, no, not in this moment for sure. Yeah. How many how many quarterbacks would you rather have Jared Goff? Obviously, Mahomes, obviously there's Allen, some Jackson, but Burrow. there's not many. But yeah, I guess I said there's less than ten. Yeah, but pretty close to ten. I'd say it's really close to ten. But so I th- I think that he's good enough to win the Super Bowl is what I'm saying. But I also think that if we give him a big contract and so then there's not that great of a team around him, like it's not going to be him. And I think Jerigoff knows that. Yeah, I, mean, I would. And I think too. that Ben Johnson staying is going to be like a, a very helpful. Well, here's the thing. I mean, where would you want to be? 
where do you want to play football? Somewhere where you're loved. And I think that I think <laughs> that the people have to, seriously they love him. Seriously, they I do. think that that's I think that that should be a factor. And I love him. And uh, before last year, I didn't like him because <laughs> last either. last yeah. year he kind of had a breakout season where you're like, okay, this guy can actually like play football. Sounds He's like, not just a stand-in. And it sounds like you're he describing a middle school relationship. <laughs> last year I didn't like him. <laughs> this year I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have All you guys right. seen the chants like <laughs> going around other Detroit sports where everybody's just chanting Jared Goff? Yeah, like at random at, sports yeah. games. I can't believe the Pistons had to win so that the Lions lost. Yeah, that was the worst. That's what we should really talk about the worst trade deal. The way that in the, the history of trade deals, the Pistons win one more game and the Lions <laughs> don't make the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Pistons oh! and Lions have not won on the same day. A- asking the Pistons, did you win? Yes. At what cost? At what cost? At what cost? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Yeah, that's just. I mean, Kate Cunningham, fact, public enemy number one. The Pistons and the Lions haven't won on the same day. It's how just much? Wild. How, Evan, how much time do we have? We have two, we have two minutes left. All right, let me say one thing here um, about Ben Johnson and and offensive coordinators and coaches in general. Super excited for the Lions and Ben Johnson, Joe. I think yeah, you made great points about yeah. Why would you want to go to some crappy team that has nothing when you continue when you can continue to be a coordinator for a team? That is so much talent on offense, and you've already shown Money how good you reason. can be with them. Yes, but Money. Money. I, I'm surprised that more guys aren't content being coordinators. And I guess it is because of money. Obviously, you get paid a lot more to be a head coach. But just as many of them go out and do the head coach thing and fail and come back. I mean, we, we were talking about Steve Spagnuolo. He's a great defensive coordinator. Tried it as a head coach. He was terrible. Yeah, right? I, I've actually he about found that too. he found his role. Disagree. He found his role as a defensive coordinator, and that's where he stayed. So maybe it's just a thing that as a young coach, like you got to do it. Like you, if you if, feel like if you're climbing the ladder and you're great as a coordinator, you got to take that next step only as so a head, many head coach coaches in the world. If you have the opportunity, but for a lot of them, that next step is a, like it's a step too far because they don't pan out as head coaches, and they eventually are going to find themselves back as a coordinator somewhere, and that's where the best. Like there's a tons of coaches in the NFL that that is their career arc. Vic Fangio, Norv Turner, more, but <laughs> more. <laughs> those are those are and two that come. More. <laughs> those are two that come to mind like right away off the top of my head. That like yeah, those guys were great coordinators, not head coaches. Okay, you guys want to hear something crazy? Sure. Jim Harbaugh not only won Michigan a national championship this year, but he also gave the Detroit Lions Ben Johnson back. How so? Ben Johnson was was Ben Johnson was, a, a was candidate for the Chargers time, job big time and I think that that is a very enticing job if you are Especially an offensive mind as Ben Johnson yeah that's Justin that Herbert fit you are in cap hell I mean it's cap hell there but but you have Justin that, Herbert that, that, that you got Justin fits Herbert him too. and it fits him I don't know I'm just because like thank like, you Jim Harbaugh you just have like the Seahawks and like he's a Michigan man like, do you really want to I don't know sorry that's that's some conspiracy theory stuff but. that makes sense and he we'll, also wanted a lot a lot of money because he knew that if it's just in case he didn't make it. Yeah, he could. I knew that he was asking for a ridiculous amount of money. Get that guaranteed money. Apparently, saying. apparently the other teams like scoffed at his offer too. Get that bag, Next son. Man. Yeah, and now next year, if he wants to, you know, if the Lions win a Super Bowl, which they obviously are, um, um, just, just he's like going to be year. like one of the hottest. He's going to be one of the hottest coaches to hire. And at that point, this he, year there's been a lot of hot coaches that are like more sought after than Ben Johnson. Yeah. So. If the Lions win a Super Bowl with Ben Johnson next year, I think he'll be able to name his price. And, and I would be okay with it. And an NFL owner will give him whatever he wants. I would be so happy to be with their him. head coach. Yeah, I'm just I'm just care. happy because I feel like I mean we could fall off, but I 
I don't think we're going to fall off I, nearly as much. If, yeah, I mean, you don't you hope not, not at this point. Yeah, well, thank you for listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, outside source football, talking about the GOAT, Ben Johnson and the Lions. Um, but way, to, a, way to spin it positive, boys. Enjoy. Yeah, right. Way to end on a high note. <laughs> enjoy the Pro Bowl. Uh, go watch it if you like flag football. I cannot wait to recap the the, the dodgeball games. games. Yeah. In the flag football. It's going to be great. I can't believe the NFC won. That's crazy. I, actually, you know what? I do have some Pro Bowl takes, so I'll, I'll be excited. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Have a good week.